Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think I'm going to get me a handheld mic one of these days so I won't have to fool up with this thing that I can't tell if it's on, it's off, or if I'm coming or I'm going. <laughs> and y'all want me to know if I'm coming or going, right? Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad for a new name that's written down in glory? And it's mine. Amen. Amen. I have a message that the Lord has given me for us today, and I know the Lord wants us to hear it. And if you have your Bibles, please turn to Revelation, the third chapter, the 14th through the 22nd verses. And once you get there, if you'll stand so that we can read God's Word together. Revelation 3, 14 through 22. Amen and amen. Everybody with me? We're ready to go. Amen. All right. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot. In other words, Jesus is saying, I wish you were either cold or you were hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see." Jesus continues to say, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him, I will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame. And I am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Father, we thank you because we know that you have given us this word for this day. We know that you are getting ready to rapture the church as we've been talking about the last several weeks. And Lord, it's being talked about around the church world that we're living in, all of the warning signs, all of the pointings are pointing to your imminent and very close return. And Father, I believe that this message today speaks to our heart and causes us to be ready for the rapture when you come. I pray that, Lord, you will anoint both the messenger and the ears that hear and the hearts that receive this morning and may lives be transformed 
In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to speak with you for just a few minutes this morning about the lukewarm church. We've heard about this all of our lives. If you've been in church for any length of time, you've heard about being lukewarm and about uh, when you are lukewarm, the Lord will spew you out of his mouth. Jesus talks to seven churches beginning in uh, the first chapter of Revelation going through the third verse and these were literal churches that existed in Asia Minor, modern day Turkey during the first century. They were named for their geographical uh, uh, locations and the churches were strategically located along a major Roman road. Most Bible scholars agree that Christ's messages to the seven churches were, proph were prophetically addressing specific individual seven distinct ages of the church. Guess where the Laodicean church lands at the last. It's number seven. And it is believed that the Lord gave this message to the Laodicean church for the last day church right before he comes back. And I believe that with all of my heart. That's why I felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to address you all this morning about the lukewarm church. We're seeing a very apostate-style church, a church that on the outside seems very spiritual. In fact, you see it described here as a respectable, sentimental, nominal, skin-deep religious church that says, we're blessed. In fact, I believe their theme song was, we're blessed, we're blessed, we're blessed. You remember that old little chorus we used to sing? I am blessed, I am blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning or I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. And we are a blessed people this morning. But how many knows it's a dangerous place to feel like you're so blessed that you don't even need the Lord? Do you understand that's where this church at Laodicea, at Laodicea was? They were so blessed. They said, Lord, we don't have need of anything. They were part of that church that said, Father, if you want to come by and bless us, that's okay, but we've got this. We've got this church thing handled. You can come by if you want to, but we don't really need you because we're so blessed. We have need of nothing. We don't even need you. You say, well, I would never fit into that category. That would never be me. Well, let's look at that this morning. Let's look at this church. Understand that Christ said nothing positive about this church and he accuses it of compromise and pridefulness and ungodliness. Verses 15 through 17, as we've already uh, alluded to, shows and tells us 
why they were lukewarm because they really didn't need the Lord. They were blessed. They had all they needed. And is that not the day and age that we're living in? If we, we feel like if our bank account has enough money in it, we have enough food on our table, and we're, we're doing all right health-wise, that we're okay. It's only until some crisis shows up that we run to the Lord, that we need Him. And I'm not saying anything about crisis this morning because I believe the Lord uses crisis to bring us to Him. But it's God's will not to have to use crisis. It's God's will for us to come with a free heart and a free will to Him. Essentially what it boils down to is that they were Christian by name, but they were not Christian by action. They appeared on the outside to check all the spiritual boxes. I attend all the... I attend women's ministry. I attend men's ministry. I might even attend the prayer meeting. I might even check all the boxes. I sm look like a Christian. I smell like a Christian. Whatever a Christian smells like, you smell good. And you do your best to act like a Christian, but on the inside, you live out your daily life without having and maintaining a close relationship with Jesus. Do you realize that you can go through the motions of being a Christian and never be one? Jesus said there will be those that appear to him in the last day judgment and they'll say, but Lord, didn't we cast out devils in your name? Didn't we heal the sick? Didn't we do all these things for you? And what will his reply be? I'm sorry, I never knew you. Where do those people fit in? Right here. They did things. They acted like they were Christian. They acted like they went through the motions of, of doing what was right, but on the inside, they never had a relationship with Jesus Christ. You act as you please without a thought of living and doing life with Jesus as the Lord and boss of you. Do you know your wife is not your boss? I might be in trouble for that one, huh? <laughs> Men... Wives are not your boss. Ladies, husbands are not your boss. God should be our boss. The Lord Jesus Christ should be who's in charge of our lives. Nobody else. Because when it comes time for us to stand before God, He won't ask us if we were obedient to a husband or wife, he'll ask us, were we obedient to him? As we said, you may get on that spiritual treadmill every day and read your Bible. There's some people, and I trust me, I believe we ought to be reading our Bible every day. But it's like I said a few Wednesday nights ago, if we read 50 chapters a day and you can't tell me what you read after you read those 50 chapters, what good is it doing you? I'd rather read one verse 
that has been illuminated by the Holy Spirit of God that I glean something from than read 50 that I don't even know what I've read. You see, it's all about relationship with the Lord. We get on that treadmill and we, we check that box. Well, I've read the Bible and, oh, we've had our prayer time. The Lord wants us crying out to him all throughout the day, all throughout the night. There ought to be such a need, such a passion in our heart for the Lord Jesus Christ that we're crying out to him, that we're praying to him morning, noon, and night. We're living in those kind of days that we need to be crying out constantly and be praying without ceasing. Walking with him 24-7, every moment, every breath, acknowledging him in every aspect of our lives. You may have, we may have just enough of the form of godliness that every now and then there's a goose bump or two. Ooh, I, I went to church today and I felt a little something. Are you living differently because of it? Or are you still back to the same old, same old? I'm, I'm going to have to come down there and, and, and ag myself on. Y'all, I'm working up to it. You're doing some good preaching. Tell me. Oh, we had, we had a, a good service, and I, I shed a tear or two. We talked about the good old days, and I got a little sentimental, and I shared, a, are you changed? Are you transformed? Are you walking out the same person that you walked in as? These are important questions. You never experience the Holy Spirit moving you to sincere brokenness to repent of all fleshly and carnal ways because you're just going through the motions. You're just living the life and pretending and hoping that the Lord doesn't come back too soon because you may be found wanting or you may be found inadequate. All it takes, you see, to be ready for the rapture is to be completely sold out to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all it takes. But he's got to be boss. He's got to be Lord. In other words, we've got to be 100% totally surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ to not be lukewarm. I think the church today is... Overall, not this church per se, but overall church is in a lukewarm state because we say we're blessed, we're blessed, we're blessed. Look at the nice facilities we, we are in. Feel the nice air conditioning that's blowing down through the building today. Are we comfortable? We're very comfortable. But has that comfort level brought us to a place to where we're not cold nor hot, but we're just lukewarm? It would be better for us to be cold than lukewarm. Luke 
warm produces the same result of being cold while thinking we're okay. There's a lot of lukewarm Christians today that think, oh, I'm ready to go. Because while I believe totally this morning it's all about Jesus and it's all about the blood, it's all about Him, without works dead or without works faith is dead. And so if our faith in Jesus Christ and in His blood is not producing a righteous life, not a perfect life, but a life that says, Lord, you are boss. I don't think we're going to be ready for the rapture. I'll just be plain spoken to you this morning. I don't believe we're going to be ready to go. I believe that we'll join those others that say, okay, I'll make it right after the rapture. If I don't make the rapture, I'll get right. We've already had that discussion. If you can't live it now, you won't be able to live it then. Lukewarmness is the most dangerous spiritual place you can be with your walk with the Lord. Having a form of godliness, but never acknowledging your real need for Him. So what is the real test to know if you're lukewarm? If your spiritual condition is lukewarm? I am so glad you asked that this morning. It is found in verse 19. 319. Jesus says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. I'm going to ask you a question this morning and you answer it to yourself. How long has it been since you've been corrected or convicted of anything in your life? Now the Lord gave me this. And I believe the scripture backs it up here. Because he says he gives the remedy of what it really means to not be lukewarm. And he says... As many as I love, I chasten, I correct, I discipline. In fact, Hebrews 12, 8, the writer says in the Amplified Version, now if you are exempt, if you don't have correction in your life and you are left without discipline in which all of God's children share, that's what the Word says, not pastor, but the Word, all Real children share in that discipline. In other words, if the Lord loves you, He's going to get on to you. He's going to correct you. He's going to tell you when you're wrong. Then the word in Hebrews says you are illegitimate offspring and not true children of God. It's that simple. If we're not being corrected, if we're living our lives and, and we're not being corrected and disciplined by the Lord, then we're in a lukewarm state. 
Oh, pastor, that's, that's a mighty tall preaching you're doing this morning. It is. And it, believe you me, I, I have to examine my own heart, my own life, because everybody, including the apostle Paul, said he had to practice what he preached unless he became a reprobate, void of judgment, and didn't heed what he was saying himself and telling others to do. A lot of people, a lot of Christians boast, oh, I just live my life any old way I want to. I just say anything I want to, act any way I please, look at anything I want to look at. I'm just free. I'm just free in the Lord because the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and I'm just free to do any old thing I want to do. You are sadly mistaken if you have that mindset this morning. You cannot act any way you please, do anything, say anything without being checked by the Holy Spirit unless you're in a lukewarm condition. How many of you, and don't raise your hand, but how many of you have ever had you might have been in mid-sentence saying something and the Holy Spirit says, mm-mm, don't say that. We've all been there. Some of us have shut our mouths and some of us have kept right on. You haven't committed the cardinal sin if you kept flapping, kept talking. But I'm here to tell you, the more that happens, the less the Holy Spirit comes and nudges us. The more we grieve the Holy Spirit by letting corrupt communication proceed out of our mouths, the more we grieve the Holy Spirit by, you know, the Holy Spirit will, will say, uh-uh, turn your head, don't look at that. And what do we do? We're, we're just glued. We want to look. How many of you had children that if you told them not to do something... That was like telling them to do it. They were going to do it anyway. And some of us are the same way. If we're to the point that we're living any old way we want to, we act mean, we act ugly, and you know what? This can begin at home. Amen. We act any old way we want to, and the Holy Spirit doesn't nudge us, and we say, okay, we're okay, we have need of nothing, we're blessed, we're blessed, we're blessed, and you don't realize that you are in a lukewarm condition because it sneaks up on you, it creeps up on you, and before you know it, you're lukewarm. We know if we're lukewarm or not, but why? Because we're not following after the Lord as he would have us to. If we're walking with the Lord in a red-hot, passionate fashion, we should be constantly challenged by the Holy Spirit to live a life consistent with the Word, and we will be checked every time we think, say, or do anything that dishonors the Lord or His Word if we're living passionately for the Lord. If we're not in a lukewarm state, we will be checked. 
We will be disciplined. We will be corrected. But if you're not being corrected, then we need to go back to the Lord this morning and say, Lord, please forgive me. Somewhere along the lines, I stopped listening. Somewhere along the lines, I started living my life for me and not for you. The remedy for us this morning who believe we're lukewarm is to, first of all, acknowledge it. See, most of us are so spiritual, we don't want to say we're lukewarm. But you know what? And I don't, you don't have to tell me. I, it's not me that's going to judge you. It's him. So it's between you and him. It's all about you and him. But if we're not going to be lukewarm, we've got to be 100% following the Lord. And he has to be correcting us disciplining us and we have to we even have to learn to say those two words I'm sorry how long has it been since you've said that how long has it been since you've said I apologize I shouldn't have said that I shouldn't have done that Trust me, all of us are going to let the, be- let the flesh get the best of us every now and then. Right? But it's those who are passionate for the Lord that will be able to sense His Holy Spirit saying, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have acted that way. You should not be looking at that. The junk, the garbage that's going across uh, the internet, the and, and trust me, I, I haven't gotten on this. You know, I haven't, I haven't started down this path. But if you're looking at stuff on the internet that you shouldn't be, woe be unto you. You need to stop it. Us holiness folks, remember when we wouldn't have gone to a movie theater to. Beat the band. It was taboo. It was absolutely off limits. And now we parade in and out of everything and anything and everything that's got nudity. They take God's name in vain and, and everything else. And, and we come right out and we don't feel a bit of check. We don't feel a bit of, of uh, a worry about it because why? We're liberated. Let me tell you something. We serve a God that is still a holy God and he still demands holiness and righteousness in our living and our life. You can't parade in and out of any and everything and expect to not be lukewarm. Only repentance can restore a lukewarm believer and church. 1 John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let me tell you, Christ is coming back for a bride. He's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle that's been washed in the blood of the Lamb. He's coming after a bride that listens to Him and that heeds the correction that He gives, that heeds the discipline that He dishes out. And when He says, don't do that, don't go there, don't listen to that, don't, don't, do, don't say that, don't say what you're about to say, and we start heeding those words 
and we start following after his correction and his discipline, then we are all of a sudden we're feeling ourselves being passionate for the Lord again. We're feeling ourselves being on fire for the Lord again. And all of a sudden we have a fresh burden for souls that need to be saved. And we're more concerned about souls than we are anything else. And, and we're concerned about ourselves making sure that our calling and election is sure and we're ready for the rapture. He's coming back for believers who are following him closely on a daily basis. Coming back for believers who are filled and led by his spirit. I would just ask you this morning, are you lukewarm? How long has it been? How long has it been since... You felt corrected since you felt disciplined by the Lord. How long, how long has it been? The Lord's still in the correcting business. He's still in the disciplining business. And I challenge your heart this morning from the youngest to the oldest to the most spiritual to the least spiritual. I ask you, Please take inventory this morning and make sure that you're not in a lukewarm category. Did you wake up passionate for the Lord this morning? Did you wake up knowing that you have done and said everything that you should do and say or not said or not done? And, and again, it's not following the do's and don'ts, but it's being in right relationship and fellowship with the Lord Jesus himself and letting him lead, guide, and direct your every move. I want everybody under the sound of my voice this morning to be ready for the rapture because I'm going to tell you something. If the rapture takes place, you're going to have to vote in a new pastor because I'm, I'm planning on being out of here. Amen. Amen. And what you get then, God help you. <laughs> because it's going to be one of those that said, I'll wait till everything's good and I'll wait till the rapture's taking place and then I'm going to come back and evangelize the world. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Holy Spirit of God, we have delivered our soul to these, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ this morning. I don't want any word that I've spoken to be a word of condemnation, but a word of encouragement. A word of encouragement to draw as close to you, Lord, as we possibly can. A word of encouragement to come back to the altars of our hearts and say, Lord, we need to be disciplined. We need to be gotten on to. We need to be straightened out when we say anything, when we do anything, when we act any way that's not pleasing to you. We don't want to be in a lukewarm condition because we know what happens. You will spew us out of your mouth. 
And we will not be in the rapture. Lord, I pray that each and every person would take inventory this morning. To not embarrass anybody, I want everybody who says, I want what you're talking about. I want to be corrected when I'm wrong. I want to be told when I'm wrong so that I can straighten myself out in my relationship with the Lord. I don't want there to be one ounce of lukewarmness in me and I want to be ready for the rapture. Would you come without delay and let's just stand around the front this morning. Come without delay. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, have your way. Have your own will and way in our lives this morning. Wake us up. Wake us up out of any sleepiness, out of any thought of we're okay simply because we check all the spiritual boxes. We get on that spiritual treadmill every day and we do all the spiritual right things to do, but we don't really live it because we've told the Lord a long time ago, we've got this, we don't, we don't even have to have you. We've got it. But Lord, we, we don't want to be like the church at Laodicea and, and think because we have all our needs met and supplied that we don't need you because, Father, we need you more than we need life itself. And if we don't have you, we don't have anything this morning. Without you, Lord, we are nothing. Can we just repeat that together this morning? Without you, Lord, we are nothing. Can we say it now personalizing it? Without you, Lord, I am nothing. We have great need of you this morning all over this congregation. We need fresh and filling and fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit this morning that we might be re-energized to live lives that are completely sold out and dedicated to Jesus. Oh Lord, make us passionate once again. Make us passionate for you once again. Make us eager to be disciplined. Lord, if we haven't been gotten on to by you in a while, we need to check our spiritual pulse this morning and make sure we're still living and breathing for you. Mm. Mm. Spirit of God. This has been a, a very difficult message because it's so much truth-filled.
so much where we are and where we're living and where we are at this morning. And yet it's so important that we take that personal time and take that personal inventory to make sure that we get ourselves back on track with you again, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. I challenge every one of us this morning. I challenge every single one of us this morning to take home this message that I've given you all and allow the Lord to move in your hearts. If the Lord's not straightening you out, take that spiritual pulse. And say, Lord, whatever I can do, whatever I can do to get back to where I'm listening to you, to where I'm following after you. This isn't a, it isn't a, a, a message that's filled with a lot of intellect. It's just common spiritual sense. Amen? I've told you a lot of common spiritual sense that you need to apply to your living and your life. Would you do it? Would you do it? Are you in agreement with me? You're going to do it? Amen. 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 Anybody that doesn't know the Lord, that wants to know Him this morning? Anybody? We're here to pray with you and believe God to save you. Would you promise me you're going to take this home with you today? Ponder over it. Really think about it. This is one of those messages that I, even when I was praying about the Lord blessing around this altar, I said, Lord, this isn't something that, that you just hear it. You've got to ponder over it. You've got to think about it. You've got to let the Holy Spirit make it real to your heart and your life. Would you do it? Would you do it? I believe that you will. And I'm going to ask Bishop Marley if he will dismiss us in prayer today. And we'll meet you at the back to agree with you that you along with me and Alicia, we're going to be seeking after the Lord to make sure that we're following after him closely. And if we step out of line in any way, we want him to straighten us out. Not me, not her or anybody else, but the Lord. See, that's what happens. A lot of times, men wants to straighten men out. Only God can straighten you out. <laughs> hey, I enjoyed saying that. <laughs> Only God can straighten me out. Amen. Only God can straighten us out and get us where we need to be. Has he straightened you out lately? Amen. Bishop Marley.